0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. This is your other host, Scott McNeese. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two guys who both work in the city, who catch up on almost a daily basis at the uh, in the CBD at our favourite Nando's restaurant and discuss all things Essendon Football Club, so we decided to do it on a podcast. But Grant, who was away in Sydney all weekend, has just touched down, and I've got him on the line. Hello, Grant.
1: Hello. Hello, is it me? Hello, is it me? Am I on?
0: Yes, you're on. Yes, you're on. Uh,
1: um, a good, a good, solid seven and a half out of ten on the opening. Um, plenty of room for improvement.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. don't think I'll ever be a professional DJ. So I don't even know how I got into podcasting. Um, I
1: think um, mo- mostly because I said, sort of, "I said Dude, we should we should do this?' Really." <laughs>
0: and I said, "Why not?" Okay. Yeah. So, you're lucky enough to be away this week, weekend, uh, and you've you've actually only had the chance to probably watch the game this afternoon. Uh, yeah. It's I'll about two it and a half quarters me. of it. <laughs> um, so, look, I, I can tell on social media it's a pretty downbeat kind of feel at the moment. Uh, unfortunately, again, we're four and six. We were four and six at this time last year. Uh it is getting to that frightening stage of having some much deeper talks about where this club is going. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, I must admit, uh, this Essendon-Carlton game, It's, <laughs> I think both coaches of both clubs would be extremely nervous this week on, on, oh, man. on, on this oh, result.
1: I, I reckon John's got to be more because Brendan knows it's coming. Brendan's got to know that uh, his job is well and truly on the line. But uh, John Worsfold would be just quietly packing himself because – and this sort of goes for the theme of, of my attitude at the moment of where we are as a club because I was, I was sitting there kind of going – I'm watching the game just going, it is the same thing every week. Every week we just – we look structureless and structureless. And we 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 just don't know what we're doing, and it's just individual pieces of brilliance that win us a game. I thought that would had something to do with the um, the club not gelling a hundred percent, meaning we've had a lot of new players come to the club. We've had a lot of not a lot of time for those people to gel together as a team. But unfortunately, it's not about Dylan not knowing that Zarakis likes to turn left as opposed to right, or bloody that with Dyson or anything. This is unfortunately for whatever reason, and we're going to get into it tonight on the podcast is why is the structure or whatever the structure is, I couldn't name it. If you actually asked me to, (laughs) what is the structure of the club and why is it constantly breaking down?
0: And that's, yeah. And that's
1: for me now comes into coaching.
0: That's a fair point. And, um, Terry Wallace last night, uh, on the radio, um, I mean, sometimes, Terry, I don't always agree, but he, he, I had to actually agree with a lot he was saying, and he was speaking from a coaching point of view, uh, which he's got plenty of experience on. Um, and he look, his thoughts was that it was very evident that um, Essendon's structure, even though it might be set up at the start of the game, it, it so easily breaks down when either pressure is applied or just uh, the opposition... Uh, counter-attacked uh, with a tactic, uh, whether they want to block our halfback runners or anything like that, he mentioned how easily it is to break down Essendon's structure, uh, and he said and it's a, a quite a considerable concern as far as a coaching group uh, and, a, and a playing group, uh, and he just mentioned the same thing as you did, he said, look, it's it's ending up just coming down to individuals, it's an individual team, and he goes, you're going to have that game where kicks seven and... And you can have a string of moments of brilliance, and it might get you over the line, but it's completely unsustainable. Uh, as a football club, you have to actually have uh, whether that word is identity or structure or plan or whatever the word is, uh, we need to have a much more professional looking on field approach, uh, skill set, discipline uh, that is the Essendon football brand that suits the Essendon football players. And we clearly don't have that at the moment. And it's a result of what you see last night. You see some moments uh, where we can have a flash of four goals and you go, oh, we might get in this. But then overall, uh, Richmond just obviously a lot more sound with their structures. I mean, in that third quarter as soon as the, the game got a little bit drier, like the rain had stopped, their spread and their structure just absolutely d- destroyed us. And, and, the and, game, and the game was over in 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, mate, I, I was I watched the game just before and I was listening to JB on Channel 7 and that sort of stuff. And I, the amount of times I heard him say, and I don't know whether or not he even realised he was saying it, but the amount of times I heard him say Richmond and structure... In the same sentence, it's just, it was clearly evident that even without the one of the better centre half backs of the last sort of 10 years, um, and the all Australian centre half back in Rance, and their back line knows exactly what to do.
0: Yeah, but I, exactly. I honestly
1: couldn't tell you one. Well, I mean, sorry, Hooker and Hurley and those guys, they look solid when they're near the ball, but still, there's no. There's no structure at Essendon. I, I I, can't... What are we... What is our game plan? Like, Is it definable? Here's a question for you. Is it our game plan definable? Is it Pagan's Paddock? Is it uh, chipping around like Hawthorne and maintaining control of the ball? Is it about... What is it exactly?
0: Well, uh, midweek... Um... That you had a Essendon sort of video come out, and they're doing a highlight of a play, and and that actually, in a weird way, went against what a lot of the coaches had been saying for the last year. And they and I think it was um, uh, they were talking about a game against Frio, and they are saying, well, this is how we wanted to play. We wanted our forwards to sort of go up high, and then turn around, and we would beat them on by by speed um on the counter attack. So. In essence, kind of saying Pagan's Paddock. um, I just don't think that works. Like, I I just... I don't think a modern Why do you need
1: Pagan's Paddock when you've got... Stuart, McKernan, Danaher, Brown... You've got key position players. I I don't... Mate, if if Orazio wants to run up and then run back onto the ball, then that's fine. But he should be running between Danaher and those guys. So... This is, again, I think what we're going to get into a bit more is that players like Langford and players like Parrish and and these guys who we talk about as not potentially coming on as well as we would have liked them. Mate, I'm starting to think it's not their fault because I'm starting to think that it's the coaching stuff. We're not starting. I'm officially on the this is not acceptable now. And again, like you you can sit there and, and John... Worsfold can say after the game again that he knows the direction he wants to take the club. He knows when to, he knows this. He knows he said that for the last four weeks in a row, but when it comes down to it, they're losses.
0: Yeah, well, we lost for the last five, eh? So <laughs>
1: four of the last five, man. And I, I just,
0: if that's the case,
1: what the hell isn't working as a as a as a coach, man, and and as a supporter. If you've just won four in a row and you just lost the fifth one, then as a coach, you can come out and go, "Yeah, that, that, that didn't work today." We'll, we'll get back onto the thinking about why that is the case, and that's all you need to say because you're four and one, right? Yeah. But if you're if you're one and four, and as a supporter, you want to know what the hell's going on. You well, want to know what yeah. that they've identified it.
0: We had that, a play. We had a play last night. Um where one of the few occasions we actually broke with a bit of speed right up the ground. We went straight up the middle. Uh, it ended up being a handball over to Ambrose. He was about 80 metres out. He naturally and instinctively would have made the right decision thought, I'll play on here because I've got some space. He's turned around. 80 metres out, not one Essendon player is in front of him. and yeah. and, and there's two Richmond guys running towards him. And basically, he's then had to try and sidestep to try and buy some time. What happens? He gets caught holding the ball, turnover. And and then it always frustrates people around me. Oh, Ambrose, Ambrose. Yeah, that is so not Patty's fault. No, it is not. We have to have a structure where he turns around instinctively to get and keep the ball moving, and there has to be someone there. Like, we. We can have Pagan's paddock, but if we're moving it so fast from half-back to middle, where the forwards are still in the middle, it it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Because Sard McKenna are really, really fast. So to get from half-back to the center line for them is literally two two to three seconds. Uh, It it just doesn't... I, I don't... It's just some massive disconnect on how we play. Now, that's the first time I've actually heard him mentioned... Um, that And I, I actually wonder if that was specific to Fremantle to get uh, across with their specific sort of uh, lion sort of game plan. Uh, because yep. they've consistently said that our forwards are going up too high. And we know some backstories and players who've been disciplined on that. Um, uh, so I, I actually think that may have been for that game only. Uh, but it does beg the question, why other players... Um, continually disobeying the coach if the instruction is that you're going too high. Like I, I oh, actually, I, I actually found it interesting that the the members you, we get we get like a members video right with all the coaches doing their feedback yeah. after the game. Paul Gorgon was actually missing in that video, and and he's the forwards coach. And I was like, that's the only one I actually do. You know what? I almost wanted to hear from uh, yeah. because why are our forwards going too far up the ground? Uh, and and it lends to the John Worsfold discussion. And I think it's going to be the first time in our podcast that we're going to discuss John Worsfold. But you know what? I'm going to tease. I'm going to say we're going to do it after the break. But it's probably the first time we have to go, you know, let's sit down and talk about John Worsfold, the coach, what, our th- what we think is happening. And what are our views about our future? But I'll put that as a tease. Yeah. All right, mate. See you after break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Okay, the number one thing fans have been asking me is to finally get off my little high-hee horse uh, and bring up the coach and ask me what I think of the coach and have an honest conversation of the coach. Uh, and look, we're not an official Western <laughs> Football Club podcast, we're a fan podcast and and... I get that and it's it's about time we have an open chat you and I grant yep um, it look it's a bit of a two part for me is I'm always nervous when it's not even halfway through the season <laughs> uh, to go f- full kind of uh um, I guess full critique um, but same but, I don't think it's been as
1: half the season mate.
0: No, no, it's one, that's it's the, one
1: and a half seasons.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's the problem. It is. It, it was being six and four again, and you know, looking directionless,
1: looking like we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, looking like a carbon copy of last year. It's mate. It. I. I was like I said before. I thought it was players. I thought it was Marbo. I thought it was lifestyle. I thought no, no, no. I, all these things. I thought it was, um, but now unfortunately. Yeah. you come down to tin tanks on it and it's it's the coaches mate your coaches have to be better sorry the players have to be better than what they are and yeah. they don't they've, we've got enough talent out there that we can say that we don't have Carlton's list we yeah, haven't got Carlton's exactly. list where they they just don't have the cattle we've got top grade beef out there that looks like it's running around like it doesn't know what the hell to do and that's and that's, that's coaching yeah.
0: That's that's the critique, isn't it? That that and and, and we're not obviously the it's, it's the view is the buck stops with the head coach, but there's obviously going to be a review of probably all our line coaches. Uh, and look, just on a side note, before I get into Wusha, I actually think Ben Rutten um, could actually put his head up pretty high. Uh, we've now had seven games straight where the opposition uh, are only scoring at on average sixty nine points. That's seven games straight that should be a 6 and 1 or 5 and 2 win loss ratio. I, I agree. Yep. Uh he, he came to set up a team defense structure and how about with our defenders. If you get play seven games in a row and you're second or third best defensive team, uh, then you know what? You you can you're obviously frustrated about the losses, but your area of expertise is at least getting across. Now, the rest of it is just completely not. And and there has to be a review. Like, there's no other way around it. Like, I, I always felt that John Worsfold was in trouble if we didn't make finals this year. I I, I felt like the, the list was too strong. And I know people are going to mention injuries. And, and look, it is a factor. I, I'm not stupid. Um, obviously, we want Joe Danaher out there. We want Devin Smith out there. The only rebuttal I think I will have um, is how this team was prepared at the start of the year. Uh, Mate, I've got
1: a, You keep going, but I've got a I've got a huge rebuttal of that. But keep going.
0: Yeah, well, for me, that's that's where I mean people heard on the podcast. I was livid, like how we represented our club and the JLT in the first two games, and and I understand JLT is a Mickey Mouse competition, but I don't. I just felt like. The the whole message in the off season was we can't start poorly again, and how we started, not just bad. I mean, it was really embarrassing. Bad, and I I I still could not get my head around how that actually could possibly happen from a coaching group to have those players so unprepared. Uh, that's but,
1: but my. That's the thing. They were prepared, but they were prepared with. A game plan that was, pardon my French, but it was crap. Like this, this, this game plan that the players didn't believe in, that wasn't going to work. Mate, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to sorry, to chop you off. I'll let you get back to it. I go for I, it. I, I don't, I don't agree when you say that we we were we were prepared, but then the blah 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 blah. We, you can't call what we did in the first two rounds as prepared. And I guess it's the it's the thing that I've said a couple times on the podcast is that. There's a, there's a big sort of hole in my thinking at the moment, and that's Wusher w- 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 had an entire preseason, right, to, to drill his game plan into the players. And he had a, a whole second half of the year where things weren't going well, and he was, okay, fine. So he had a, three quarters of a season plus an entire game plan, uh, off-season, sorry, to put his game plan in place. So... You, would, you should, as a, as a supporter, have the reasonable expectation that over the, the Christmas New Year period, that the club has reviewed John's game plan and looked at the other coaches and spoken to them about the game plan and the board signed off on it, the CEO signed off on it, everybody signed off on it, the players are invested, blah, 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 blah. And then we come out in game one and look rudderless and completely like we don't know what the hell we're doing. In game two, we do exactly the same thing. And then we as a club just make a decision in game three to throw three quarters of a year plus an entire preseason out the window. Just So why is nobody asking the question here as to why the head coach's game plan was abandoned two games into the season? Sure, we abandoned it for this great running style of of football and it worked for a minute, but it worked for the three games that we won and then the AFL worked us out.
0: Exactly. So what really had happened, I mean, you even heard from David Zarakis in the lead-up, I think it was just after our win uh, uh, against Melbourne after game three, and he actually noted, he said, basically, we just stripped it all back and just went just go to the basics um, almost forget about the game plan just go to the basics and just play instinctive footy and 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 exactly it can work for 2 or 3 weeks and yeah. and we ran the we ran a riot but you're right it's still not a game plan and we got worked out because we started to face some very good coaches who'd seen us for 2 or 3 weeks got the videotape out and said, "Okay, if they're just going to play helter skelter without a without a set structure, then we know that off coming off half back, that's their strength. They're going to rely on that run. How about we just cut off these angles, and, and then we swallow them up, and, and then put immense pressure on the ball. And then what happens is you don't have a plan B." Because no, uh, you've you've given up your original game plan, and now you've your instinctive just hope for the best game plan's not working, and you you like you said you're rudderless. You you you've got nothing. Uh, and, my, that, and that's the thing for me is that I,
1: <laughs> I I I gave John and the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt and hoping and praying that it was just a, a player thing. It was just we we just need to learn the game plan. Blah blah blah. blah. It's, it's the exact same Essendon every week. The same Essendon turns up every week. And if if it, please don't tell me that our game plan was helter-skelter. Mate, you and I could walk in and go, righto, boys, just, just run. Mate, run around, do whatever you like. If you see uh, Stringer, kick it to him. If you see him, kick it to him. Mate, helter-skelter is not what you pay a head coach a bulk load of money for. And I'm sorry, mate, but it, it comes down to a point, and you made a, a good point just in the break there we were talking, and um, you made a good point that John might be a nice bloke and he's come to the club and he's put in hard work and stuff. But, mate, I'm terribly sorry. But if your game plan doesn't work, it's not a reflection of you as a person, John. You just It's just not working, mate. And they, they did that with a with a bloke at North Melbourne just recently. Great guy, loved by the um, by the fans, but your game plan isn't working.
0: No, uh, you even got this. Uh, this uh, Ronnie Luna tweeted uh, in the third quarter. Mind-boggling how often Essendon get the ball back in the middle and look on, yet have an empty forward line to kick to. Impossible to win games with this setup. Impossible. Once again, opposition defence dining out against Essendon, and it's just everyone can see it and uh, no one understands why why it happens then the next week like and i've heard plenty of rumors uh and from some from very interesting sources uh that bush was very unimpressed with our structures after the game that's fine but understand john what is underneath they're saying is we're not giving your voice credit like we're not obeying so it ends up where the buck stops with him like Uh, there's no other way around it I'd love to give the players a cooking and say hey guys for the bloody good of the jumper start obeying but the problem is in reality I mean we've just seen Brad Scott players love him he's a nice guy you know Woosh is a nice guy but Performances are gonna are gonna be the judge of whether you're employed at a club, uh. So something's got to break very soon. Like it has to be a severe message. If if he doesn't not want those Essendon Fords in particular, to play that way, it, something drastic. He has to get that message across because it it just can't be disobeyed that many times. Or something will break, and will and John will be forced to to. To leave, to be blunt, and that's that's business. That's you. Something something's going to give, and it's never players.
1: <laughs> and it's exactly correct. It's never the players, right? So, I just hope, man, that I hope that Xavier and the boys are looking at this now. Like, I hope they're not going to go three quarters of a season or go out through the entire season, and um, and then do the big football review at the end of the year. Do you I, I do, do your review now. Do it now. I, I, yeah. It's happened at Collingwood. It's happened at other places. It's it, it's now commonplace to do the big football review, football club review and get it done because I can't stand another season, man. I can't – I couldn't stand it. Like I, people have been saying that the club um, – like, we, we just – actually, no, it, it was us. I mean, we, we, we've been saying that, that we're playing sociable football and we're not professional enough. I don't know I think I've I'm, I'm well and truly on your side of the fence now dude when you sort of said that we're not ruthless enough and I'm I'm sorry man but I, I can't I can't go through another season at this club just supporting the boys and then getting to um getting to the end of September and going can't wait for new year's for the next year can't wait for next year because we've got Dylan shield and I can't wait I can't wait man I'm sick of it I'm sick of this just coasting as a club. I'm really pissed off now because it's if if we need to do a review and, and it works out that John's not there anymore or that other players aren't there anymore or coaches aren't there anymore, then just bloody do it because I'm I'm sick of the same Essendon turning up every week. If if he could if John could come out at the end of a game saying, look, this and this didn't happen or that didn't happen or we got our coach today or whatever the hell then fine, do that, man. But give your supporters something more than I know the direction I want to take your club.
0: No, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, see, I... People will shoot me down for this, right? But if I'm the Essendon president tonight, I actually would be making a major statement. Like, I, I, I think something's going to break. Like, it could be Because things obviously internally are not right. So something's got to be shaken. Like uh, in, We need a jolt. Um, the last time we had a bit of a jolt of, of major significance where we won, we had a really good f- true form, was in, when Xavier did that tweet. Um, uh, it's t- and he highlighted his frustration about the, the players not playing well and, and not representing the club well. And we won four, the next five, and and totally changed around the season. But you you've got to you've got to have someone, uh, like a Jeff Kennett, sometimes whether we like it or not, uh, that actually is not a back page of a paper and, st- and it, with a big title, not good enough. Yeah, it's got to you know people. I know their whole theory is keep it internal, keep it inside. We'll work it. We'll review it internally, but we're being so. We we've got this reputation of just being too nice. Like we're we so much heavy emphasis on our marketing and our and our look and our inclusiveness and how we image ourselves. And They're all good things, they're, right? They're all good things, but it's so overbearing on, on that emphasis of the club where the ground roots and the heartbeat of a fan is pissed off.
1: <laughs> because yeah, that's,
0: that's it. Because the, whether they like it or not, they want to see the Aston Football Club have success. That's the whole essence of a football club. That's that you you love cheering on a great team. You know. There's a there's a reason why you see videos constantly on all the Facebook groups and Essendon Facebook groups of Neil Danaher kicking a famous goal and uh, you know and and the '84 last quarter grand final and and the '93 team and um, because they're great teams and we love the success and the ride of it we haven't done anything for <laughs> almost twenty years. No, but, mate, and
1: I I don't think we should feel bad about that as supporters either. I really don't. I think. We will support the Essendon Football Club till the day and I, you and I take our last breath, right? I guarantee you that, and that's that should go without saying. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't make me feel bad
0: to want to feel like that. I should see some success as well. No, it, it, it's not like we're some entitled. We demand success and all that sort of stuff. It, you've you've got to show your fan base because it is a business, and where their stakeholders, and you've got to show your fan base that you are working professionally and ruthless enough to demand. Well, sorry, not the word demand, but to achieve success. I mean, that's that's how you know we're 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 we're, we're corporate guys. How do our CEOs discuss things? Exactly
1: right. I, they, you know, ultimately, you, you get you, you get your
0: perform. You get your monthly newsletter from your CEO, and I expect this, and I expect that, and we we want to achieve this, and we won't we won't be resting until we get this. And we don't have that message at the Essendon Football Club where. Where look how well how <laughs> well, we is doing. We don't see it. Look at look, you know, these are all the things we're doing in the community, and I love that part because I'm a community guy. So I, I hate to say it, but the core heartbeat of a fan is on-field success. It what drives the whole unif- unity of a club. It, it it's it's such a a big essence of football is going to the game. And understanding that your team has a good chance of winning on that day, um, seeing seeing your great players, and we as a club are just not representing that. We and we understand we do have some good players, and that's half the frustration. We've and done we've point. done our rebuild. We're that's like, it.
1: If we were if we were Carlton, I'd be going yeah, well, yeah, good good luck for the next five to six years, but. We're not, man. We 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 did the hard yards. We 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 retained the players after the, the worst yeah. saga in AFL history. We we did all of the things that we needed to do. Xavier did his bit. He coughed up the dough to go and get Dylan Shield. We, we Smith, Saad, Stringer, we've done we've become this club of destination that they say. We've put on four incredible recruits excuse me, for incredible recruits. Yeah. And it's not good enough that they're not performing because as, as a supporter, I don't think we should ever be, uh, yeah. ever feel bad about the fact that I want to see some success because I, I guarantee you the club and the players aren't there just to turn up each week and just put a game of footy on. Yeah. They're and it'll there
0: win. There's no doubt they want, you know, I have no doubt the players want success but the, the hard conversation that has to happen is why aren't we getting it and 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 it has to be an honest conversation uh yep. and between the right people the players the right people in management because you just you just cannot go year on year i uh, there's no doubt in my mind that all the marketing in the world will not bring back 15 to 20 percent of the supporter base next year if we just dwindle out this year because 100 percent agree because no matter if it's collingwood hawthorne or anyone whenever they didn't have success or looked disinterested on the field or or just went totally away naturally a percentage of the fans switched off they didn't there was their memberships dropped. Collingwood had times where where they were fifth and sixth on the membership, you know, because they, they they just went away when they just were uh, lang- sort of lingering towards the bottom, Cause that, because because on field success drives everything, and I just you I never get the sense and it, and it's hard because you you are speaking outside of the club, so you you feel frustrated. Cause you go, am I being disingenuous because I don't know the inner workings, and maybe I am, but. Just the impression we get is uh, that we're not angry enough. That we don't have on-field success. That we're still we're still what we get from the club is so much on the branding and the marketing and the and all the other things we're wanting to do around the club, except for the the sheer fact that our club is eleventh on the ladder, which which is affects everything.
1: All right, so here's the question. I think the listeners have well and truly understood where we're coming from. Give me, give me three things. What are the three things we've got to do right now as a club?
0: Well, we've got to. Do I have to say three? <laughs> uh, well, look, no, mate, just you, just go with whatever. We have to obviously review our football department, um, right from from all is aspects. It, is
1: it is it Brendan Bolton review like Brad Scott review the head coach? Is no, it? of that course, of course it is. Yeah,
0: of course it is. Yeah, okay. it's a it's a review. The head coach review Dan Richardson review, you know the assistants. Um, you you have to be, and trust me, you have to review the health and fitness staff too, uh, because you've got two more guys with soft tissue injuries of a high profile nature. Again, going to be missing almost a month of footy. I'm only guessing because they said it's a hamstring. But, you know, you've got now, what, five or six of your top ten players out with tissue injuries or yeah. or, that, or similar injuries. Uh, so, uh, you've got issues throughout that club, trust me. And, and there has to be a stop and pause moment. Uh, and I would be doing it, I'd be proactive right now. There's a bye after the Carlton game. So leverage a bit on that. Have a review now. Then you've got another another week or so that you can do a proper review without worrying about the game being on the weekend, uh, and having some honest chats. And you know, it, it could be it could be come out of the view where Woosha changes his style, um, and it's a more positive effect, and the assistants learn a lot from the players. But you know what? There's also the review where it goes down the Brad Scott path, and it says you know what? It's just not working out, and and we may need to change tack here, so, uh, and that's just the reality of business.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you're right. My, mine is, yeah, mine is. We we need to. What my my main one is the off-field thing. Is the the Woosha, We we made a joke about it last year. Um, with whoosher, the way he shut down that reporter, who wanted to know things, and he just he got shut down by a very. Uh, cagey media performer in in John Worsfold, right? That was cool. We had a laugh about that. But unfortunately, I think one of my main things at the moment is that John Worsfold needs to give more to the club. Now, yes, we get our email, we get our SMS with the coaches. You mean, what as, you mean as far work. as words? As far as words, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wanna I wanna see John going. Look, yeah, I acknowledge it. we've got a problem at the moment. Um, things aren't good, uh, but just acknowledge it to the fans because. I don't. Um, I don't think at the moment I know the club, the direction for the club. I know the direction for the club. I, I, we're working towards it. That's great if you were four and one, but you're one and four, right now, And it's it's. We need more from you after those games. Brendan Bolton is out there holding incredibly long press conferences. To discuss because the reporters are asking a million questions. Yeah, but I would like to think that he's doing it because the fans and everybody that want to know what the hell's going on with Brendan and the Carlton Football Club are benefiting from getting more information from the head coach. So I just think, yeah, he probably doesn't want to because he he just he knows what he wants to do and he's a head coach. So, he, but I just I just think you've got to give us something more than that.
0: No, I, I, I completely agree. I, I, I get fr- look. I, I get really frustrated at, at, at his, um, his. Re- I mean, I, I get frustrated both. He's his statements to the members after the game, and then he's just general press conference after the game. Um, I don't know about anyone else, and and maybe I'm wrong, but I get, cr- <laughs> I just go. that's pretty uninspiring, John. Uh, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, if, if that's how um, I hope you wouldn't speak that way to me while I'm going out to Anzac Day, uh, because, no, and that's, because that's uh, I need a that bit kind of a G of, up more than that.
1: That, lev- that yeah. level of, of sort of feedback is great if you you want to keep the lid on it because you've won five in a row and you don't want anybody to get a big head. So you just say, Yeah, we're, we're traveling well. Yeah, okay, good. Yep, we're going along. But unfortunately, John, you've got a, <laughs> supporters out here that for the second year in a row, are in exactly the same spot and all we hear from you is that this is where you, where you want us to be or you know, the direction we should be. Yeah. We know the direction you should be too, but clearly it's not working. So what, what are you doing about it? mate? Yeah.
0: Direction is North of the, of the ladder where it is.
1: Exactly right. Like <laughs> I just, if just a, just even just a, I, I acknowledge this isn't good enough and we're going to, uh, we're going to relook in the break at how we do things and we'll get back to you. Something yeah. like that would be real helpful.
0: Yeah, well, he's gone really quiet. Um, he gives very short um, sort of vague answers and and I don't think it's coming across well to the fans if I'm being honest. I think they're getting a bit frustrated. Um, I think from the club in general, is the lack of passion that we get. Like, when you, if you're hearing from anyone at the club uh, outside of the players, it's very flat and very, um, I don't know, just uninspiring and very matter of fact. And this is what we want to do, and we think we if we can track this way, we should be fine. And and then we just lose. Oh, we lose again. Oh, we lose again. And it's the same thing. That,
1: that's the bit. The second bit there is the oh yeah no nah, okay yeah we just lost again yeah that's that's not good. It's like, the, it's like it's just it, – it, there's no uh, – th- I'm going to cop bulk for this. But there's no Patrick Cripps emotion involved. Like, I, I don't want to see any of the players ever yeah. in tears after a game of football. I don't ever want to see that again because I saw it for way too long, right? Uh, I, I don't ever want to see that again. But I, I want to see yeah. – and if it's not the players, then I want to see Z- I want to see somebody in the coaching staff to see how it's hitting them because I know that we're we're just the supporters and we don't see on the inside. And I am sure that proudly those guys will want to be performing better than they are, but I don't see it. Now they they don't have to show me. I know that, but I just I just think. Where we are at the moment, and with the same continual style of loss, that they need to give the fans something more than what they're giving us.
0: I, I think that I think the point is that, when, if we were, if we were having the same record as some other four or five clubs I could think of, uh, the noise would be different. There would be more urgency in the words. There'd be. Uh, a heavier toll on experienced players not performing. There would be, uh, there would be just a, a a different edge about it where we're got quite a soft edge, you would say. I think that's the difference for me. Is just, um, it, it, it's just, I guess our response is quite timid, uh, and, it's nice, yeah. and it's nice, and it's nice, uh, and it's and. And and like we've mentioned it before, we we kind of understand it. Probably evolved a little bit out of the saga because we had to change our branding, and we we get that. Um, But that's that's gone. That's let's let's not let's. No, let's, we can't. Yeah. That's the thing. We we
1: just can't do it. it it's, it's we've got to be better than
0: that. Now now it's back to fu everyone. We're Essendon Football Club. Yeah, and we're, no, it has to be. <laughs> and and we're about winning. <laughs> Because that's that's the spirit of the '80s and '90s of where we where we really launched as a club. Uh, it was the Sheedy spirit. It was like you know, I mean, there's there's a reason why you have a coach at quarter time slitting his finger across his wrist to a North Melbourne player saying, "I'm going to cut yeah, your throat." Yeah, exactly
1: right.
0: <laughs> now he got fined, but what it gave was a club, an image of don't mess with us. Uh, that's it. And and. And he recruited around that. We recruited Damien Harwick, Dean Solomon, Mark Johnson, uh, Jason Johnson. Yep. Uh, guys, they don't get no lip. They'll give you a fat lip if they got any exactly lip. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll, Speaking of the players, they're unsociable. They're you know they 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 you know they let you know uh, that the Essen Football Club does not fold to anyone. And, and that's why I love the line in the in, line in the sand game because. As much as Hawthorne tried to do some cheap shots to uh, some of those guys we just mentioned, Essendon kicked the next nine goals uh, in that game and totally obliterate them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's it towards the end of their career. So uh, that's that's the Essendon I know. That's the... Uh, we were hated, and I loved being hated. I want to be yeah, hated absolutely. again. I really want to be hated again. And I want yeah. us to be unsociable, and I want us to have a bit of arrogance and we don't deserve it but at the moment but i want us to end up there and and, and start walking with a sort of a bit of a tall shoulders and and and, and saying hey you know we're the excellent football club uh you come to play us you know you're going to cop you're going to know you're going to cop it and you're going to play a game when you yep. play us because we're going to play and i'll emphasize this and we talked this prior to the f- podcast four quarters of solid football. Yeah. Uh not 3 quarters, not 2 quarters. Uh we're going to play four quarters of tough footy and if you can beat us, we'll shake your hand at the end of the game, but more likely or not you're not.
1: No, 100%. Now speaking of the of the players, yes. Um we are going to have a bit of a run through again. There was some some interesting uh some interesting performances, uh Parish and the like.
0: Yeah, um, so let, let's let's um, we've done our intense, intense uh, uh, yeah. t- discussion on Essendon, and, and it had to happen, and it's happening. It's happening in the media. It's happening by everyone, and by all rights, is probably happening internal with the club at the moment. But um, out of that game, uh, what were the chances of, of having a three, two, and one votes, and Darcy Parish and and Cole Langford being in both of them? Yeah, uh, uh, Darcy Parish, look. Um, that's the that's the by far the toughest game I've ever seen him play. Thirty one disposals, uh, nineteen of those contested. Uh, just worked his butt off. He had nine clearances. Darcy Parish. Uh, so the when you hear Darcy Parish and uh, say he really wants to be an inside midfielder, and I can tell he gets frustrated that we don't put him there. That's him giving a message to the coach saying uh nine clearances i can do this yeah Uh, yeah i agree uh because he, he he convincingly beat everyone else on clearances uh so just a ripping game by darcy uh i'm hoping that really can elevate him that can be the the game that really plants a seed into him that he belongs uh look he obviously excels in the wet there's no doubt about that he yeah uh he he just scrapped his way um just just so well through the whole game uh yep. uh cole langford um uh look i'm really pleased for him Yeah, 22 disposals three goals um nine contested possessions so uh he's done but yeah he's obviously had a very very good game credit
1: where it's due for those two boys yeah um, well, well done
0: and look, it's what I mentioned about Kyle Langford. I know he can be laconic, so I get it. I get it. But I've always believed when you, the more games he plays in a row, and this is his third game in a row, the better he gets. And you got to just keep playing this kid. You, and Darcy as well. You, yep. you, the, there is something to say about continuity. The, there's the difference between uh, playing a young player that's that has potential. That's putting in effort, but just struggling a bit. And I, I know the kind of players I like to keep playing because it's usually just down to inexperience. Then there's the other kind of kid who is highly talented but not putting in the effort. Um, and I, and I'm more happy that a coach is a bit more ruthless on that. And and look, I'll, I'll mention Aaron Francis as a bit of an example for that. As a, I, I'm not quite fast if John plays him or doesn't play him this week because he has to he's got a huge frame and body and and three or four contests last night I just didn't think he was physical enough within them uh, that could impact the contest so look in that situation to me it's not about continuity it's about actually teaching him what what he needs to do to be a, an AFL footballer with the God given body he's got Uh yep. And that that's fine. That that to me is fine. But the the other guys, when you're putting in and playing well, and you can see the efforts there, I'm I'm more on the point of give them as much experience as you can. If they they got that potential, and you know they they could be a 200 game player. Let's get them in, keep playing them. They will make mistakes, but if their effort and attitude is spot on, then for me, just keep playing those kids. Um, and mate.
1: But here's here's the flip side of that coin: is that if Aaron isn't sort of doing what he needs to do 100 percent of the time now, is is it because? And I look at I look at Joe Danaher and I look at the fact of how we utterly murder the ball into our forward line and kick one goal to bloody what the 40 minute mark of the game or something like that last night.
0: About the um, 80 minute mark of the game. was it, 80 do, minute mark of the was, game. We were still in the third quarter with one goal.
1: See that that to me, are we? Is the game style that we're currently implementing just wasting the talent that we've got? We've oh look, got an incredible there, yeah. talent.
0: There's a, there, there's definitely a little bit of that. Like uh, he is a certain type of player. He, he and he's a very overhead player. So there's no doubt. Last night's conditions does not suit him at all. Um, I was actually. You know, they're the kind of games where I actually think the smarter play, personally me, I actually thought this before the game, by the way, and people know I'm an Aaron fan, I actually wouldn't have played him. Um, I actually would have played a Dylan Clark or or, or someone else in a wet condition who he just needed clearances and just... Yep. Um, I actually thought we should have gone a bit smaller and that, that's just more matchup. Uh, I actually thought we were a little bit too tall, um, uh, a little bit over the ground. Uh, I would have liked a bit more grunt and a bit more speed. That's just personally me. Uh, but, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, it, those conditions don't suit Aaron as, as well. But I still sometimes just wish his body language was better. That's just just that's just personally me. It's just something oh, he needs no, no, to improve. no! You, you,
1: yeah, you're right on that one. Absolutely.
0: Look, uh, there's not very many good players. But I will give a shout-out to the captain because he sometimes does get knocked. Yeah, Dyson tried his heart out. He tried his heart out. He absolutely tried his heart out. From from the first 30 seconds. Like He, he was... You know, I, I can't... I could only salute the guy and say he did everything to try and get a win last night. Uh, his attitude was absolutely spot on. Um, so... Uh, it's just a shame that some others didn't come for the ride. Zachy tried... Um, He's still got thirty possessions, Zach. Like he's a bit—he's a different ball magnet. It's um, amazing. And seven clearances, so he's—he's done, he's done all right. He's had, he had had seven clangers, so he's had a bit of a, a misstep on that part. Uh, but it's a wet game, so he's no stranger, uh, I guess, to that. Most of the team was fairly quiet. The 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 back six held up as well as they could. Redmond had some nice bits. Um, look, I, I have to say it because. Uh, I love his surname. It's a magical surname. Um, it is my surname.
1: Oh, not, not that game. It
0: wasn't, but, um, Benny Benes, cannot have four disposals and four clangers. That's just, you, uh, I, it does. Yeah. yeah that's he looks, just, he, looks uh, he, he looks lost. Um, and it, it's not pretty to watch. He, uh, the reality is, is when he gets to football, I'm I'm very terrified about what happens next, and and um.
1: Which is strange, yeah. man, because I've seen him play a lot, lot better than that.
0: It, it, do you know what it is? It is generally strange, and people might shake their head, but I reckon people who go to see the VFL and people who are like a little bit addicts like me, and sometimes go to the preseason and everything like that, they'll understand this. Penny McNeese actually plays quite well it, it, i the 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 benny east and the vfl and the afl is just so different and i can't put my finger on it that other than just he he just is a very good vfl player but it's the only way i can think about it um because it, he just cannot perform on the afl stage excuse me <coughs> um so um I know that sounds really tough on the kid, but it's just, it is what it is. I can only see what it, I can only say what I'm seeing. It's just, it's not, I'm not seeing him step up to that level yet. Um, Look, if he gets another chance, good luck to him. And uh, it's just frustrating because I see him play so much better football in the VFL. So I I can't put my finger on it. Why there's such a big gap between the two, but um, uh, besides that, look, we're, we're all a bit, um, everyone else was sort of just okay. Uh, I know if people felt like Bell Chambers played well, um, he us. He, he kind of didn't, kind of didn't, but, uh, he, he played well and he, and he is physically was really good around the ground, but I, I'd still have to question why we lost on clearances because because the reading of the midfield to the Ruckman, um, it was strange, were some amazing tap outs at some stages I went, Oh wow, this is working so well. But then you look at the clearances and and they're they're up at the end of the game and you're like, What happened there? Like there Ruckman was a third string Ruckman who who looked didn't look good at all. Um so very strange uh to see that uh and I'm sure they'll have a discussion, the midfield group with Skipworth during the week about why that happened but uh then look we've got a lot of learnings so i'm kind of wrapping it up we're on 55 minutes so uh um you know you know
1: I, I was thinking about the the podcast mate and we've we've had this chat again at lunch in that we <laughs> we'd love to be giving you a bit more upbeat here on the podcast we really would like we it's not lost upon us that um
0: and it's not our nature
1: <laughs> it's not our nature man and it's we'd love it to be more upbeat and a bit more sort of like it was in the past but it, there's not much insights mate the, and the insights this is the bit that bloody frustrates the insights
0: mate. are the same ones we had last year
1: <laughs> exactly right mate it's the same thing each week like we just go well okay we look structureless we look like we were bombing into the forward line and with all of these things are just the same stuff each week now we could go through the players more intimately and give you their complete stats and stuff, but that may bore you to snores. So, we're,
0: yeah, it's a very hard. I, we even mentioned, you know, it's, it's not an easy podcast at the moment for the SM Football Club because it's it's like we're a bit broken record at the moment, and um, and you know we're we're trying to find some little pockets of gold, and there is always is some, and but you know we always said this year was we're going to. You know, be as honest as all get out. So we we wanted to make it uh make it the most uh podcast with integrity and and honesty and and keep it authentic as a fan fan podcast. And so we're being honest. So we're just speaking out loud and what what's on our mind and what we're thinking. And some are going to agree and some are going to disagree. And 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 we're happy to have those debates. And you're happy to go on our Facebook site and 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 feel free to put any comments about what we've chatted about absolutely what your group please talk to us yeah so we're more than open we're very open guys um but we wear a heart on our sleeve and we're passionate fans and and you know we just we just want some success and we 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 love the club and we want it to succeed and, and and it's just a concern because uh uh, we're just not seeing us progress and we just I want, can't see a just, road ahead. Yeah. I
1: can't see a road ahead for us.
0: We just want a light. Um to something as small as it is. And um just want something to see they go, Okay, we can we can you know, we can go that way and that that will that will get us somewhere. But we're just but yeah.
1: Carlton this week, um, we Oh my, a... we really, really, really should win that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, look, the fact is that Shield and Stringer and, and those guys, can't will be licking their lips because whether we like it or not, a lot of talent's now gone out of the club. Uh, so, Devin Smith, Sheal, Stringer, Danaher, Fantasia, I mean, that's some serious names. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, so, and class, which is more frustrating. Um, so,. It's a big game for the club, and I am hope we're on the right side of history. <laughs>
1: and this is the thing, mate. We've just been reasonably negative for the last sort of hour. Um, it is absolutely something we're do- not something we want to do. But, mate, again, I will say I hope the Bombers beat them by 150 points. Exactly. Um, I hope that we, we play well, and I hope that we get a win. I really seriously do. For the players, but also because um, because we are a fan based podcast, and the fans and people that we talk to on the subject, we're hanging out for one man. We really are. Yeah,
0: and look, uh, I'll just mention quickly our socials, and I just want to end with something. Um, uh, yeah, so you can catch us on the Facebook uh, Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast Facebook group. Just you can join up and and interact with us. Uh, we're at the lunch, just lunch catch up at uh, on Twitter. Uh, thank you. We finally made it to a thousand followers, which is uh, which is full on, and uh, and we're so appreciative of it. And we hope that we give you some more <laughs> exciting entertainment uh, I, in the future. Yeah. But look, everyone's feeling the same, so I, I, I think people understand. You know, you lose four out of five. What are you? <laughs> what are you going to say? Uh, and that's the thing is, we don't
1: want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We don't want to yeah. just be on here just going this is crap. I want him gone. I want everybody gone. I want the... It's just it's that's not. Not to do are, anybody yeah. any
0: good no um and you can catch us on iTunes and Spotify you can hear the show through all forms of media um even Google now uh so and then even on Instagram you can catch us um the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast yep uh final thoughts it was the Dreamtime game uh hearing Michael Long talk during the week and especially on um the front bar uh the positive is that uh, a player that represented the Eastern Football Club Premiership player has is one of the greatest Australians that I've ever ever encountered, and his passion for the country, for his his people, um, uh, the respect that he has on the whole AFL community, um, as far as us too from the podcasts we just want to say a big thank you and how much we're appreciative of how you represent uh, Australia and the Essendon Football Club, Michael Long. Um, thank you for being such a great ambassador. Uh, uh, still always a great night, the Dreamtime game, and you've made it to what it is, and uh, we just wanted to honour you and, 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 um, and finish the show with that. And if any of the
1: boys from the club are listening or especially anybody from management are listening, or the coaching staff, Michael Long is one of the reasons why Scott and I feel so passionately passionately about the Essendon Football Club um, and the reason why we're, we're so just we're a bit worried about the club at the moment because people like Michael Long, we, we grew up on Michael Long. We grew up on Tim Watson and Simon Madden and those guys, the, the incredible Indigenous players specifically um, at this club. And they're the reason why we're this passionate about it. They're the reason why we're confused and a little bit worried about the club. So absolutely a massive congratulations to all the Indigenous players um, in this round and every round. The the, the AFL would be a much, much, much worse place without the contribution of uh, of Indigenous players, current and past and future for that matter. So uh, a big congratulations to everyone that's played.
0: Well said. Thanks, everyone. We actually went over an hour. We thought we'd only do about 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed our ramble. Uh, look, we just tonight was just a bit of open sharing, to be honest. It wasn't about being a professional podcast. We just wanted to openly share where our minds are at. Um, yep. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, we just genuinely appreciate it. And go Bombers, and let's hope for a big win. <laughs>
1: oh, man. We'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Catch you, guys. Bye. Bye.